just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show, episode one eleven, with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Meals. Happy. Well, it's not Thanksgiving anymore. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, I don't know. It was whatever. <laughs> it was whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It was just whatever. All this stuff. I. I should. You know what? Let me not say anything. It was whatever. <laughs> um. How was your Thanksgiving? It was, it was dope, man. It was it was cool. You know, right after we recorded last week, I started prepping. Wednesday when the show came out, I was cleaning turkey, making mac and cheese, making yams. I burnt the yams on Wednesday. Glad you didn't take it to Twitter like the rest of us. Like Absolutely the, not. Yeah, of well, course the, not. The, the plate would have looked good, though. The, like, if anyone took a picture of the plate on Thursday, it would have looked good. But everyone thought the yams that I salvaged, I meant it to salvage some of them. Okay. Um, I think the issue was that I was using a skillet recipe because I was just like, I wanted to try. I, I wanted to be a little bit crispier mm. than, like, the regular yams. Crispy. And, <laughs> well, well, yeah. But I, well, here's the thing. They're, they, the, That's just crust, and you just wipe it off with a freaking knife <laughs> like a morning. Well, the skillet that I use is like a it's like a twelve inch. I'd probably need like a fifteen inch to fit all of the sweet potatoes on it because they're they're bigger, they're thicker than like regular potatoes. And so I put I did them in in batches. So I put half in, and I was like, okay, we're gonna do this one for forty five minutes, not an hour. Right. So I was like, oh crap, I gotta go get pineapples for the ham. I gotta go get sugar for a cake that my girlfriend was making, and I gotta get cranberry sauce. So I ran to the corner store. As I'm going to the corner store, I'm like. Uh oh crap. I only put half in. So they shouldn't be in for an hour. They should only be in for like 40 to 45 minutes. I run back. <laughs> they're burnt. Terrible. Well, I, I not that I left the house with them cooking. My um my girlfriend's cousin was there watching them. And I was like, oh crap. I meant to call her and tell her, like, take them out. They burnt. Second batch, I overcooked them because I was there, there it was a smaller batch mm-hmm. that should have been there for maybe 20 minutes, and I cooked them for 40. And they burned again, but I I managed to salvage some of them. It was the only uh, it was the only uh, mishap I had. The the uh, the um, the actual turkey, ham, everything was fine. Everything all was right. great. It was, it was listen, great. Listen, I'm I'm glad all of that went down. I'm glad the food was at least you know good, and you guys enjoyed yourself and all the other stuff. Um, what else happened? Uh, I didn't buy anything over the last couple of shopping days. I feel what? disgusted. I know I'm disgusted with myself. I really am. I'm like, what do I want? I legitimately am sitting here and I'm like, yo, what do I want out of life? And oh. I'm, having, I'm having like a bigger conversation with myself now. I'm just like, yo, how do I, how do I get to Black Friday and Cyber Monday? And I don't, I don't buy anything. I feel like a loser. I bought 
a lot of Switch games. Ooh, okay. I went back and, and bought Breath of the Wild again. All right. Because I finished Pokemon on Wednesday, and I was doing the post game stuff, and so I, like I was asking people on Twitter like, "What should I get with this fifty dollars in e shop money that I have?" And they were like, "Get Breath of the Wild." I played it again. I played it before, and I was like thirty minutes in. I was like, "All right, I, I can't do this." Everyone recommends Breath of the Wild because when I was getting my Switch, yeah, the Best Buy girl was just like, "You want Breath of the Wild?" Because everyone's getting it. And I was like. Are you are you paid to say that? Like, <laughs> like why? But you know, I, apparently it's the best game on the damn Switch. Yeah, I would, I would say that that is true. I I bought Mario over Zelda the the year that I got my Switch, which was the 20, uh, 2017. And again, I was just like, I just tapped out thirty minutes after Zelda. And when I rebought it, I was like, I'm going to give it an honest try. And I'm actually hooked. I, I haven't played Pokemon in like almost a week because Zelda has like had me glued to the switch. So it's, it's good. It's good. It's, it's a good uh, yeah. I mean, from the things that I've seen, it looks pretty good. I'm, I've never been a Zelda person. I've never been anything. Me, oh, me, speaking of, me either. Well, speaking of that, wait, maybe, I don't know if this is much too much banter, but it is the 25th anniversary of the PlayStation coming out. Oh any, yeah. Any wrestling games you remember getting, well, <laughs> actually you did yeah. something maybe you can expound on that <laughs> yeah uh i had pretty much every wrestling game on the ps1 except wcw versus the world mm. which was kind of the uh the first one that dropped i believe did you have warzone yes i had warzone what a complicated system now <laughs> like when to you me. But, when you were a kid you didn't even like this it was like i finally get to play as stone cold steve austin in the game like, yeah I but to do the stunner is like left left down i mean the the mechanics of the entire old playstation to me i'm looking back at family and it's like damn i remember when the playstation was new that's how old i feel but like man the mechanics of that game bro yeah it was anything and then they had those really weird um promo things that they did Oh yeah, the the recorded thing is Ahmed Johnson. Like, go, go, go. <laughs> Get ready. What that stupid little girl to face? Cause it's time to meet the real superstar of WWE. Run to meet you, and no one gonna come say you're sorry, Carlos. Just make sure you got plenty of insurance, Carl. Have you seen the video uh, where they try and translate what what he's saying? No. Oh my god, I gotta see that. <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. I, I think that like that was that's like the best thing that, that video has uh has has ever that video game has ever produced because it wasn't really that good. Attitude w- was kind of like my de facto game until SmackDown came out, of course. SmackDown two was my game, man. And uh, and um I got WCW Nitro and Thunder, actually. I had both games. How was those? I've never, not a WCW person, never even, I guess they would be cool, but then I, w- I feel like I wouldn't know. I'm lying because I feel like I did know everyone in WCW. I just never watched. But how were those games? They were terrible, like objectively terrible. <laughs> there, there were like 150 characters in them. Like there was a dinosaur in one. There was a Sasquatch in another one. I can't remember which game. Um it was just there was terrible games. I got one of them for Christmas, like two years after it came out, and I was just like, "What?" Like, wasn't expecting this. But I think PS One obviously didn't have a stronger lineup than 
uh, the N64 did. I mean, the, it had a, a, the benefit of having full motion video promos and stuff like that in their games. But I mean, WCW and WO Revenge, which was actually the best selling third party game on the N64. And really? uh, yeah, it was. It was. Um, and No Mercy, obviously, were like kind of the, the top of the pops for uh, wrestling in these 32 bit era. But PS1 Listen. started it off. Listen, worst wrestling game I ever owned. I bought WrestleMania 18 for GameCube. Don't ask why I had a GameCube. I regret all of it. I was so young. <laughs> so uh, so inexperienced. Not sure why I got any of it. It is the one of the worst wrestling games I've ever seen in my life. But you know what? Here we are, months later, and you know, still going through the same issues with a wrestling game that's out now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe even more issues. Maybe even more. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually, actually didn't put that in the actual run sheet we have for today, but uh, allegedly rumored that a lot of developers in 2K are leaving 2K after the in, in the tepid reaction to 2K20, which after playing it with Mark and Cyrus over the weekend uh, has not changed at all. Still the same, no, uh, same, same stuff going on with it. <sighs> Easy, Louise, man. I mean, you know, as they say in the biz, there's always next year. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean do you, at this point. Do you pick it up? I mean, do do you do you get do you take a look at it? I mean, I play it in the store. <laughs> <laughs> I put it in the store, whatever console it is. Um, that is as far as I'll go with it. So yeah. Um, let's get to it. No holds barred right. for this week. Sure. Small small ratings update. Actually, small show update. I know last week we uh, the war report did not air last week but uh that was due to a thanksgiving thing uh cyrus and mj will be back so this actually gives us a chance to talk about nxt and AEW for a second here you want to do that yeah sure why not well listen i, I didn't see AEW last week i'll be honest with you i've kind of tuned out of AEW. i can't watch both shows on wednesday anymore i just can't like especially considering how rock rock and nxt is at this point yeah, I I absolutely feel you. Uh, I I heard that. Well, I've been watching weekly. Um, I just didn't watch last week. I heard last week was probably the worst show that they've done um, so far. Uh, but this week, NXT beat them in the ratings. Uh, it it is handsomely. Yeah, it, it, and here's the thing: like, it's such a weird like seesaw with these ratings here uh, because I mean, for them to both debut at 1 million and then for NXT to just get as low as 600,000 uh, viewers and then go right back up to 800. Like this week's number was NXT uh, 810,000 and AEW 663,000 viewers. Well, which it kind of proves, it kind of proves that all the stuff that has been doing over the last couple of weeks have been working. Right. Like, yeah. Then corporations of WWE superstars also heavily, putting over NXT talent on the main shows kind of, you know, I mean, Keith Lee kind of got a brand new life going into NXT this week and everyone kind of showed up for it at various points. I mean, and, and we have so many different storylines, like things are finally starting to pick up on NXT and the ratings are finally showing it. I mean, staying the course. Yeah. And I think we, I think I even said this a couple weeks ago, uh, stay the course, do the same exact stay thing the- that we're doing. I don't, I'm not sure what to me, Post WWE pay per view, I'm doing a big show. Not as like a big big show, but at least something to draw attention. Con- considering what you're up against, 
Um, I wouldn't just like do a small show, but they've kind of like pit themselves into a hole, especially with the Cody and MJF type of thing and all this other stuff. But you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. What, listen well, to the war report. Uh, what what matches what what matches do does AEW have left to do? They've, they've done everything. Lucha Brothers, Bucks. They've done Kenny and they did Kenny and Pac again last week. Uh, I mean. There's a, they're they're hot shotting a lot of big matches on the TV every single week, and they they have such long breaks in between pay per views that it, it is like, by the time you get to a pay per view, you've seen all these matches. I think that the roster depth is definitely a problem with them right now. Yeah, yeah, they need new guys to pillage from WWE, but WWE is giving up five year contracts to everybody, so maybe they need a raid Impact, <laughs> ROH. They're definitely um, for that. New Japan. I, oh hell no! They're they're expanding to the U.S., so New Japan is definitely not going to do that. A, a partnership would work, but like, is a partnership with New Japan and AEW like worth it? Wouldn't it be like? Yeah, no, I would say it's worth it. I I would say considering you got a you've got kind of these established worldwide athletes, and you can, and New Japan is kind of in AEW's wheelhouse, considering you know sort of the close uh, relationship that they have in the past. A lot of AEW stars have been featured in New Japan. Um, Japan stars have faced a lot of AEW. I think sort of the marriage of it worked well with their current fan base, um, you know. And I think their fan base would appreciate it a lot and will probably become more excited. And you also get to feature a lot of these New Japan guys on primetime American television. So I think it would actually be good if they actually decided to go about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's our that's our small ratings report. We don't. I don't really like doing ratings talk, but uh, there you go. Next up, Tommaso Ciampa was on Lillian Garcia's Chasing the Glory podcast this week, of and he, he said Did that uh, I I haven't heard it. I need to <laughs> I need to listen to it to see if he cried. You know, Lillian will have your ass crying literally within the first two minutes of the podcast. You will be crying. Just place one hand on your hand and it's like it's okay. <laughs> Let it out. Listen. We all uh, have neck surgeries. Um, but he was on the show and he mentioned why he has no interest in being called up. If you remember uh, a little bit earlier this year, Champa uh, was slated to be one of the few NXT talent, along with Johnny Gargano, Aleister Black, and Ricochet, that were going to be called up uh, to the main roster in that weird wild card. Uh, nah, he was called up. He needed to stop front. He was 100% called right? up, and he right? would have ran with it if he did not hurt himself on the, uh, in, you know, prior the to... First night, the, literally the first night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would have been with it. This is cap to me. This is <laughs> this is major cap. If this was six months ago and none of the stuff that happened six months ago happened, he would be. He would continue to be on main roster, probably be on SmackDown right now, um, doing a whole bunch of things. His The fact that he wants to retire on NXT, in my opinion, is because NXT now has a TV deal and they're probably paying him a lot more <laughs> to be on NXT. And, and he's a top guy. As yeah, well. he's, uh, he's a top guy. But let's get to the, the quote really quick. Um, he said, I'm not kidding to the extent of which I've communicated this, and that is that he doesn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown. Now it's different. Before, I just didn't want to because I really believed in NXT and wanted to ride it and see how far we can take it. Now it's a whole different level of there is that, but I have one little one at home, and my schedule is better in NXT than it would be on the road. And I had neck surgery, and I'm not freaking stupid. I get that my window is smaller than it was, and my bump card is ticking. 
But just uh, just look at it like if I'm doing 200 plus dates a year in the road with Raw or SmackDown, or I'm doing a manageable load of 30 to 50 matches with NXT. Okay, so I could do four years of that in the time that I would do one in in Raw or SmackDown. So how long could my career and portfolio grow here as opposed to going there? I raise this question. NXT being on national television, how much longer do you actually think that they continue the schedule that they're doing? Exactly. Before things start expanding, they start doing more. I've, I've Probably in 2020, all those house shows, they could definitely be ramped up. I mean, Triple H is doing the thing that he does in his own special way, and Raw and SmackDown are going to do those things. But I don't think that NXT is going to continue the same sort of schedule that they do, especially with the high amount of exposure consistently for the next couple of years. Yeah. WWE has always kind of, I mean, WWE in the last couple of years added two more pay-per-views overseas, um, you know, with crown jewel and all the things I expect NXT guys to be eventually incorporated into pay-per-views, incorporated in pay-per-view weekends, incorporated into WrestleManias, incorporated into Royal Rumble weekends, all these other things. There's no conceivable way that he thinks he's going to do 30 to 50 shows a year. Um, just continuing in WWE. I think, uh, don't get me wrong, I get his reasoning. He's like, listen, this next thing, ticking time bomb. It is. Yeah, a, no, I, and wish, I wish he had just come up front and said that it was the neck. Like, he's just making it yeah. seem like it's something that it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the neck. I mean, yes, you have all this prize, Nationals pride for NXT, which is something that they hone very, very close to their chest. However, um, you know, it's the neck. He wants to continue doing this for as long as he can. He wants to stretch it out as long as he can. I 100% agree with that. I get the logic behind it. Um, but it's potential that NXT ramp things up and you may be needed as well. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think he just wants to extend his career as long as possible. And he's just like, oh, this is the greatest situation. This is the easiest situation for me right now with the greatest payoff. And I completely understand it. Well, he continues on and he says, I've legitimately vocalized to them. If I have to go to Raw or SmackDown, I'm going to retire and I would love to produce or coach and be part of it. But there's no way I'm taking on that load and going, yeah, you know what? I'll just have a six month run and call it quits. I just won't do that. It's not worth it to me or worth it to my family. Do you feel I feel like that's kind of I don't want to judge him, but it's kind of like problematic and it's kind of insulting to other superstars. <laughs> Right. My, yeah. It's, my it, comes off as a little, it, it comes off as a little disingenuous. Like, you, not everyone. Yeah, has and it a, comes not, off as. Not everyone has the opportunity. You know, not everyone has the opportunity. He is considered a locker room leader there. He is a top guy there. I think before Alistair and Ricochet left, he was in probably the top four of those guys on the top mm-hmm. of the card who were in everything. Uh, he's wilding. I'll just say that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to me, in my opinion, I, I I look at that quote and I was like, wow, he's just going to really just, I mean, if he can coast, he can coast. If I'm a, a top guy himself, I'm like, yo, NXT is on TV. How come I can't move to NXT? How come yeah. people can't move to NXT? I want to work 30, 50 years. I want to have the six, you know, and he's just saying like, yo, if I move to Raw or SmackDown, I'm going to retire. I'm like, but, you know. All of this is opportunity. All of this to me is opportunity, especially to be on a stage like WrestleMania and things. And I'm sure he'll get there one day. But all of this is an opportunity. And I think if WWE calls, if Vince McMahon calls and he says, I need Champa on Raw, and, you know, he's going to have to go. I mean, it I, is what it is. I think Johnny will go. 
I think, I mean, how do you turn it down? It's a, it's a new yeah. landscape. It's a new, if you, I don't know. I guess you would turn it down because of his neck, but it kind of seems like, yo, I really want to stay here because of my family and all this other stuff. But it's like, look how many of these superstars are going out, busting their ass and can't be close to their families. And it's kind of like, I feel like in that situation, you're like, I don't know. It's kind of like, to me, it like throws it, not like throws it in their face, literally, but if Just I'm, like, ah, ah, I chose NXT and you didn't get a chance to because I got yeah. hurt. I got hurt in the middle of my call up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, but look at all the look at your peers who are doing their and busting their ass and all the other stuff, and they're not complaining that. Why isn't Kevin Owens say I'm going to retire? I want to go back to NXT. Because how loudly was he protesting when they showed up on SmackDown or whatever that one week? Yeah, like I mean, it was clear. feel like he got bad JoJo mojo on yeah, it. Sure. I don't know. I, I do think we'll see him on the main roster sooner than later. I do really yeah, I think I, I think we'll see everybody at some point. I mean, I don't think they're the the brands are gonna be static, especially for a number of years. I can't see the same I mean that he, he just he just can't stay on NXT forever. The the depth in that roster, while huge, isn't as deep as those other brands are. So I, I don't think that there's gonna be anything left for him after this next feud honestly I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest like he doesn't need to be there that much longer it's just as far as storylines go he's right. he's been there a very long time he's been there five years i think almost yeah he's been there quite some time it's yeah a, so it's time to go quite on, honestly baby. yeah uh sticking with nxt uh mauro ranallo uh i don't think we touched on this last week i think we were going to leave that to the war report uh there were tweets that happened just a quick run through there were tweets that happened between Corey graves and himself uh, which caused Moro to be off of Survivor Series. Um, Corey apologized. It was a big thing. He didn't show up on NXT last week. We had Tom Phillips, of course. Uh, this week, it has been reported by Post Wrestling and John Pollock, who is a very close friend of Moro, that he will be on NXT this week, and he was very adamant about returning to the show. Uh, so we will be hearing from Mauro Ronaldo this week. So, uh, I mean, it's this, this is like a two-week-old thing at this point. I don't know if we, there's anything more that we can call from this story, but I think it's good that he'll, he'll be back. I'm not a huge fan. I, how about this? I'm a fan of Mauro when he's not shoehorning the urban hip references in. I, I feel very it, – it's very awkward and off-putting to me as a, as a, as a black man. It's like – I, I personally don't feel like that way. It, to me, it just kind of like it's corny now. That's kind of my thing. And, you know, someone is kind of pointing it out on Twitter just as we we're all doing it. And I mean, granted, I, I'm sure he regrets what he says now because of the effect that it had on his former colleague. But at the same time, it's also. But, bro, like you realize it kind of like ruins the. It all the time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like to me all yeah. the time. And I don't want to be considered a bully because I'm pointing it out uh, because I feel like that's what a lot of people on Twitter did. They considered what he did, which was essentially critiquing another you know, thing. And they took it as bullying when it's not bullying. I mean, I they're both on the same level. They're both colleagues. I think one is able to give constructive criticism to the other, especially one who's been, you know, been fairly decent, fairly good at his job for the last number of years. It's, I, it's not I, on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, well, yes, that's true. Not on Twitter. It could have been definitely a, a better place to do it. But to be honest with you, is 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 Corey Graves not really saying anything that anybody else doesn't believe or and, at least think? Yeah, and I think it's really odd and, and uh, kind of crazy 
that Corey was actually in, in putting down moral, which he absolutely did. And that was wrong. He was actually defending Nigel and Beth, who I felt like last week on NXT. I don't know if you watched it, Mills, but she seemed like the most active and lively that she's ever sounded since she started in, in October, I believe. And even Nigel was getting them off. And I, and I feel like Tom knew how to flow to those two a lot better than Morrow does. He's, he's just very overpowering as a voice. And like, love him or hate him, like, I would love to hear... Like, Beth is the only female commentator right now. Right. I would love to... Like, she needs to get better. Like, I'm, I haven't been a huge fan of Beth. And I was just like, you know what? Beth is just like... There's large points of time where she's just silent. And then I understood why. <laughs> Last week, I was just like, yo, she sounds very much comfortable in this role here. And Nigel as well. And like and to your point, Mills, I feel like Corey's what he said wasn't wrong. I feel like there are people that are on Twitter, on social media every single day that say way worse things about Moro than what Corey did. Corey just did it in a really unprofessional manner. Right. And then Moro will respond with like stay mad, like haters, like all this other stuff like that. But you know, I, I get what it is. I think it's a kind of a triggering situation. Um but Moro's good enough at his job to not know to at least like be able to and has been doing this for quite some time and probably has gotten criticism in other ways to kind of understand in my opinion but I don't want to I don't want to tell another man how to feel I mean if he yep. feels a per- certain way about how he feels then I mean that's his own life experiences but at the same time it's like yo he hasn't uh, said anything I haven't said to be honest it, yeah honestly I, and I feel the same way um, EC3, really quick, uh, it's been reported by the Wrestling Observer that he's dealing with a concussion, and that's why he's been off TV. Uh, I was wondering where he was in the uh, people really? running to the, to the 24 <laughs> running people running to the 24 seven uh, match in the in, in the Benny Hill spot. Of, um, <laughs> God, yeah, I mean, it's you know, what do you, what do you do with EC3? He's he's perfectly fine where he is. Do you think so? I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like, not to say that he's like an in-ring savant, but yeah. I mean, I I didn't think he was he impre- he didn't impress me in NXT, and NXT is a place where everyone can impress right. in some way, shape, or form. I think this is he was one of the only guys on the roster that had a bad match with Velveteen. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think also he's such a big personality that. There's some way to use them. I mean, we got, I think, considering the guys who are on the roster every week, I mean, we got Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler every week. You mean to tell me you can't slot EC3 in some sort of, you know, role as one of those? Like, no. <laughs> no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Hush. Yes, you can. I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, the, what the problem is, is that his character doesn't didn't work or doesn't work and it needs some retooling. I like the red cup thing he was doing and then he just dropped it. Um, I don't know. I, I just think that maybe he needs some retooling. He doesn't need to be like the AC3 that, that he was in TNA. Well, or, AC3 and Impact has contextual, uh, like, it makes sense there considering it's nepotism. EC3 in WWE you kind of lose that nepotism maybe you bring Dixie in as a a talent I don't know maybe I mean mean, we've seen worse stuff happen yeah but uh, he's dealing with that so that's why he's been on TV Uh, Dana Brooke and Batista Batista and Dana Brooke throwing up shots 
shooting a shot on on social media. How do you feel about this this whole thing? To me, it's, nah, they could stop. Please. Yeah, it, it's very weird. I don't know if she, if like what it's for, like the the Twitter matchmaking stuff. Like David, come on, baby, you're making too much money to be out here messy like this, bro. Listen, Big Dave just he's doing what Big Dave does. And too I much money. And I just hope Dana Brooke reads in between the lines. This is Big Dave. This is Big Dave 101. This is Big Dave with social media now. I'm sure this I hope, is 2005 Big Dave. Her. I hope it's helping her get off main event. Like, I hope he making the call to get her off main event. Maybe. Nah, probably not. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, don't know, not. <laughs> I don't know what this is doing. I, I again, not, not hating on the relationship. If it happens, I'm happy for both of them. I think that Dana is a very pretty woman. I think Batista is a very dope dude. But, yo... What what what's what y'all about to do with this? Like I'm like every single day I'm like yo they sent another tweet to each other I'm like all right bro, I think what now what do you do with Dana Brooke? I feel like Dana Brooke is a great. I think she would be great at being a valet more than she would be in the ring. Not that great. They tried it though. I mean they tried it with the I feel like with the Charlotte thing and the Emma thing, but I don't know. I just, just like. What do you do with Dana Brooke? Dana Brooke is really, I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure it out. Get a room, guy. Get a room, guys. Get a room. Uh, AEW, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now my favorite part of uh, okay. the home's part. We started, we, we, said we, we said we were going to start this last week. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I watched my episode. I watched the episode. Did you watch the episode? I, I did watch the episode. So this is this week's episode of Kana Chat. Chat. It was called Connor's Corner last week. That was Connor well, Chat. Connor's Corner. Oh, I, thought it was Con- I thought it was Connor Chat. Which one do you like? We can call it Connor Chat. No, we can call it Connor Chat. So we, me and Meals, every week do a do a deep dive into an episode of uh, Connor Chan TV, which of course is Oscar's YouTube channel. And this week, Oscar made wine. <laughs> Oscar at a winery. She's uh, figuring out how the wine is made. Um, <laughs> Potentially She's so innocent and pure. I love her. She has the worst camera person on oh, earth. These zoom ins are hilarious. He's just zooming in on stuff. I'm like, come, bro, come on. I'm like, I'm for her zooming in. I don't know if it's her man or her family member, someone that she it's hired. Ky- I, I like to think it's Kyrie Sane. That, see, that's what I wanted to think too. I, I don't know. Kyrie. I think it's Kyrie I hope Sane. Not. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Jesus, Jesus. Uh, some of my favorite bits from this this week: uh, the fact that Oscar looks like a wrestler in in this place, <laughs> like and literally. This, where is she? Where is this? I don't know. I would imagine that it is somewhere. Where Where have they been? They've been kind of like in. Uh, like been in Chicago. That. They've been in Chicago. They've been around the Midwest this week, so it'd have to be somewhere around that. But I think she lives in uh, Florida, right? Yes, she lives in Florida. So I I don't know. It has usually she does these videos when she's on tour or, or on a break during her weekends. So uh, of course she does work Monday Night Raw. I think they're off today, tomorrow, up until like what Friday when they start doing house shows. So yeah, 
she could have been anywhere. Who knows where she is? She never says her location unless explicitly like she's on tour. So um, I don't know where it was, where it was but she was the only person there with like colorful, bright hair. I think someone even compliments her on her hair during the, during the episode. She's, I think the cutest thing is that she's eating egg souffle with a chopstick. And I was just like, yo, there's everyone there has to be looking at her like, yo, like, cause she's like in like the sticks. She literally like, she's like in the Midwest. It looks like. And they're yeah. just looking at her like, yo, she's really like throwing down with these chopsticks. And I was like, yo, like she's she's a queen, bro. She's a I queen. I really watch all 15 minutes of this. Um it was it, you know, it was an interesting experience. I learned how wine was made. Um she seemed like she had a great time. Uh <laughs> various, you know, fermentation, everything. Yeah, she stuck out like a sore thumb. Um <laughs> In front of all these, you know, these white people. But, you know, <laughs> it is it is a new experience every time. Every I love time. her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go deep dive and I'm going to send you a link from one of her older episodes. That and sounds good. One that you'll have. So that was kind of chat for this week. Asuka makes wine. Shout out to Asuka herself. Uh, I'll tag her. We'll tag her in the tweet. Tell her we watched. Yes. You ready, to, you ready to get to the shows? Let's run through these shows real quick. Let's get through the shows. Yeah. Friday Night Smackdown. A show where things happened. The end ring was. Uh, we, need, we need to have a conversation. We I'm need to, to have, have a conversation. I'm ready. To, I kind of know where you're going with this. Smackdown is bad. Smackdown <laughs> is bad. Smackdown. It is not worth staying home on a Friday night. Unless you're doing, you know, Friday night loser. <laughs> Friday night loser call, which I'm present for almost every week now. Um, however, SmackDown needs help bad. SmackDown is, to me, SmackDown got to be, I don't want to say it's the Knicks of the damn television show, but damn, it is bad. It is bad. It needs so much. And there's something weird that every time Baron Corbin is kind of like in the main event program, a show kind of like takes a (laughs) complete downturn Mm -hmm. in quality and quantity. Um, But man, and I don't even think Baron Corbin is that bad. I don't despise him as I did anymore, but at the same time, like, He's not it for me. I he's, think him, him, he, is him and mid card is the perfect sort of context for everything. Him in the main event, it's kind of like we're pushing it. But you know what? I don't mind the Roman and Bit Corbin thing, but it's just like it can't be. We got to do better. We got to do more. I need matches. I need, you know, Raw had some great matches this week. SmackDown doesn't have the same, uh, you know, it doesn't have the same opportunity to have these really long matches or these really great matches in the second they hour do. or third hour. I mean, the first couple of weeks they did. did. Did I mean? But here's the thing: they've ran out. They've completely ran out their options. And I, I'll tell you this, and I know this isn't first on our rundown. Here's how they read out their options. Oh, I know you're going. <laughs> Lacey Evans is a face. <laughs> Lacey, I'm supposed to cheer for Lacey Evans. That is how I know they've completely ran through all of their options for women. It was like, well, is it going to be Alexa? Damn, we just did that. But what about, you know, Nikki? We just did that. Carmella? No, 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 we're not doing that. And now it's just like, even though I think Carmella would be probably the best thing, to be honest. Why why did they not call? Well, now NXT, they're stuck because they can't call up any of those women because they're all in programs. So none of those women can be be called up. 
they're they booked themselves into a corner. I feel like they've thrown the the booking up at the women. They're, they're just throwing stuff at the wall. Like Ember Moon of, shows up on backstage with a boot on, and I'm just like, oh, th- great! Thank. Now we cannot expect her back. Like, who could they like? I think more than ever, you know how we used to be like, well, they could just call up Bianca. They could just call up TNR or Conti, all that stuff. Like, they have roles now, and they can't go. So SmackDown has to make do with what they have until WrestleMania meals. Can you believe this? No, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm sure. I'm not sure if we're leading up to this Bailey sasha blow-off type of thing. I don't see why you would turn any of them face at this point, considering how much stock you put in as Sasha as a heel, returning as a heel at the earlier of the year, and then how much you're just doing this new Bailey thing where she's a heel and it's kind of working out. Um, but Lacey Evans is a face. We have reached a dark, dark place on SmackDown. Uh, let me be honest with you, man. Sorry, Novak. They don't ever do Bailey any favors when she has a title. I feel like if you get the title off of her, it will immensely improve the, the women's division on the show because I just don't feel like she's, she ever does anything with it. I feel like, you know, you can count on her for the matches, but at the same time, it's like, there isn't... The roster isn't there. The roster on Raw... and this, this, you know, this, time, this, this time it isn't her fault. You know what's so weird about it? It's the fact that the women's tag team champions are supposed to be on both shows. And, of course, they're on Raw because that's their roster. But they're only going to stay on Raw for the next couple months. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's we're not getting – we got Mandy and Sonya doing nothing. Carmella doing nothing. And I think even Sonya would have been a better, you know – you could have wedged her as a face and kind of pushed her to a little, you know – Let's let's do a program there. Let's give her an opportunity at TLC. No one's gonna watch this anyway. But like it's so just SmackDown. I mean, we got a couple things on SmackDown um that were notable. A couple returns, a couple championship defenses, a couple programs. But overall, it is not worth the price of admission. And Raw has been smoking it every week. Yeah, uh, I did watch this show. Um, I mean, I did too. So, well, well, actually, no. Let me stop. I I YouTubed this show. Wow. Uh, yeah, Sad. I, I YouTubed it. Uh, I did like the overarching storyline that people seem to hate right now, uh, or they seem to hate the the placement of the fiend. I thought that. Again, I feel two ways about it. I'm like, if they had to, I, I'm not a big fan. Okay, I'm not a big fan of the fiend being all throughout the show. But mm-hmm. they wanted y'all wanted him to have the belt, and he's there every week. So this is what you're gonna get every single week. I'm, I've said this for the beginning. You got to deliver in the ring, and there's no way that this to me. If they manage to make this kind of work, where it's a competitive match, I get it, and I like the slow build of Daniel Bryan returning to the Yes Movement, and I think it's pretty fire. But it's only fire if the Yes Movement provides a strong opposition to the fiend and it's kind of like his kryptonite maybe or something along those lines like suddenly brian starts kicking out of whatever and he's lasting through everything because he's got the support of the people and all this other stuff but first of all the end the end of smackdown he pulls him under the ring and starts ripping at his hair so what are we getting on friday what are we getting um bald brian bald brian <laughs> He's been bald before. I think like it's hair a, or beard. Well, here's the thing that they're kind of alluding to 
in a lot of ways is that everyone who is with the fiend they change. So if there's they're good guys, they of course end up as bad guys at the end. That's Finn, that's Seth, that is uh yeah, those two. Um, and it's Brian now who was a bad guy going to good guy because the fiend has changed him. And I like that idea. I think it's, you know, as, as an idea, it's cool because it's, you never really had a, a character that's that effectual. You can't mm-hmm. do it to everybody, obviously, but right. they've never been that effectual. And I think that's a cool idea. So stripping Brian back down to his roots, taking away the new Daniel Bryan look and making him go back to the low cut, uh, clean cut, baby face Daniel Bryan. I think that's a great idea. <sighs> Unless you, unless the beer is off, I don't know. It it is what it is. I'm, I just don't know what's going on anymore. Like I'm just so SmackDown is just so disappointing to me. And there's not even a silver lining that I would love. There's kind of nothing going through it. I feel like maybe the silver lining might be that I, I feel like Ali's finally getting some things. Mm-hmm. Like um, he's getting a lot of time on the show. He's getting a couple wins. You know, a couple other stuff like that. Um. But I feel like much like Raw from last week, the SmackDown from last week was kind of like an overall roster reset because we got a couple of different, you know, allegiances changes from heels to faces and faces to heels. We got a couple of returns and we got a a whole bunch of other things. Um, Let's see. In terms of the returns, there was three returns. That was kind of a there was Alexa Bliss returned. Big face. Kind of a. Yeah, but a huge face pop. I think that the that was the best return to me of the of the night. Um, Sheamus is returning. How do you? I'm feel glad about Sheamus? Be, I'm glad to see him. I'll just be honest. We thought we were going to see him a long time ago. Do you think he's returning as a heel or a face? A heel. Hmm. He don't work as a face to me. People don't like. Had. Yeah, I I don't think his style is like. To be honest, I. I I, I'm glad that he's on the show because it desperately needs like different talent. However, yeah. when it comes, he starts rusting in the ring and I'm just like, all right, turn it off. Um, <laughs> I I thought Seamus got better uh, before, during that Cesaro feud. Like after yeah, that, but after that, that was because he was like in moderation <laughs> and it was also next to Cesaro. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Cesaro was also featured in the, you know, the tag team championship match with New Day versus Nakamura and Cesaro and I thought that was I thought that was fantastic I thought in terms of just I never thought in my mind Cesaro and Nakamura would win Uh, (laughs) yeah but I thought it was pretty good I thought it was pretty good interesting how they Cesaro always gets slotted into a tag team he can't escape tag teams he always finds someone they always stick him with someone they always put him with something can we get solo Cesaro I'm ready for him to wild out on the roster to be honest with you and the third return, who looks like he's a face now, <laughs> Elias. I forgot about this return. Uh, I think a lot of I think there was like literally zero reaction to him returning. Also, but um, man just strolled out of the back. It was like Elias. Where have you been? He was like, I've been finding myself. Been AKA taking a injury. <laughs> yeah, taking a walk, a journey. Yeah, play that new song. Dana Brooke out here doing her little, you know, her little head bop, whatever, doing a little two-step, whatever. You know, it is what it is. I don't know what's in for this. The, none of this seems promising, to be honest with you. No, none I of mean, these returns. Elias is never good in the ring. Let's just be honest yeah. here. Uh, so whatever that's going to be, huh, good luck. 
Um, the Shinsuke, Sammy, Cesaro thing seems to have the most uh, the, uh, upside to me, honestly. I, I think really? That, I feel like it's going nowhere at a very slow pace. Not like nowhere fast, just slowly nowhere. I do think Shinsuke needs to lose that belt. He's had it for a really long time. He's not really, he's not even doing anything with it. There's Did no scene. There's Did no scene. Yeah, but there's no scene. There's no intercontinental title scene. US yeah. Championship, we had four guys show up again. Yeah, I think that was the thing. Like, and we're gonna talk about that on Raw. Like, Raw actually has a mid card. Yeah. SmackDown kind of just has guys floating yeah. back and forth. And SmackDown, when Roman SmackDown when, has like a nine forty five through nine thirty spot, and that's when you can see anything and everything, and when, then you get to the main event. When Roman like leaves and you know because you know he's going to and yes. he goes to uh, the uh, the the top of the card again, it's gonna be Ali, Shorty G, and Blank. <sighs> exactly. Nah, nah, that's not how SmackDown works. All right. First of all, first of all, we forgot it. We forgot a major point here. We forgot a major point. Custom Bray. Wyatt oh, championship. God. We forgot this major point. And I'm that was that was, if, was part if, of the that was part of like the five vignettes that he had on, on Friday night. If you see my fingers right now, my fingers are doing the Monique thing. Like what she what she did to Charlemagne type of thing. But my fingers is cause there was a big discussion on Twitter this week. Now, I think we are on opposing sides of this conversation. Okay. I'll uh, see. We'll see. We'll see. What's your side of this conversation? Bray Wyatt, custom championship, six hundred six sixty $6,500 custom championship. Mm-hmm. It don't even look like an actual belt. It should look disgusting. Um, okay. $6,500. Now, there was a conversation on Twitter this week regarding Naomi's custom women's championship that never got a replica ever in WWE. Mm-hmm. And people are very mad about it because it's, you know, they give this belt a replica. It's $650, whatever, $6,500. But they don't give Naomi a replica. What's up with that? I personally feel like they should definitely do Even if it's not a major release, limit time release, WrestleMania, something. It's the only <sighs> custom women's championship that has ever existed. You realize that, right? That's cool. Don't that's all right. See, well, I mean, I, mean, I didn't get my point. Out. I didn't let me talk. I, okay. I, I was going to get your point. Like, how you? Okay. Uh, again, I don't. I'm not trying to argue about this anymore. But sure. The Bray Wyatt belt and the Bray Wyatt mask and the Bray Wyatt thing is a huge collaboration with Tom Savini. If you guys don't know, Tom Savini is like, and I, and the thing is, here's the thing. I'm not saying this because you're supposed to care or you're supposed to be into it or it's supposed to like make a whole lot of sense to you. He's a huge horror director, makeup artist, guy who's done work on Friday the 13th, Night of the Living Dead. He was in Dawn of the Dead uh, back in the 70s, 80s. Um, that's the guy who created this mask. That's the guy who created this belt. WWE's kind of tapping into a niche market of horror fans and people who like this type of shit. And they will buy it and they will put it on a credit card. Think about it later. I think that, again, there is a market for the Bray Wyatt thing. I think that they look at it as Bray is number one in merch. He's the most over one of the most over guys, probably the most over guy, not not over Becky, but he's the most over male in the company right now. I think that's undisputed. 
Um, I think that just everything about Bray is hot right now, and they're striking when the iron's hot. I'm not saying Naomi shouldn't have had a, a replica. I think a lot of people got that misconstrued. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that I'm thinking from the mind of the company. They're saying Bray's hot right now. Let's go with this. They're looking at Naomi, and at the time during this women's revolution thing, they're not clearly thinking of doing this type of thing, and they're they're looking at the bottom line. They're thinking we can get some marks to pay six thousand dollars for this. If we were to make a light up belt, there's a lot of there's a lot of liabilities and production things that could go into that. A custom belt done by someone who's popular in the horror genre that that people will come out and they'll show them this belt and say we spent the money on it. They think that there's people that's gonna that's gonna do that. I just think that WWE doesn't think people would have bought the Naomi belt because she's never been comparatively and I and I hate listen, I'm not trying to be sexist here. Comparatively, do she it. she wasn't they're where Bray was and they just they're going with what was hottest like if, if Becky came out with a with a custom belt a custom demand belt it'd be on WWE shop tomorrow that's all I'm saying I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to see both sides here I'm not saying she doesn't deserve one I'm just saying that they probably that that's probably what they're thinking I'm trying I'm to I'm trying to tiptoe on landmines here as you can see I feel you I feel you I feel you we all love Naomi here I do. I love uh, Naomi. I, I'm not saying that people wouldn't buy the Naomi belt, but people come out and but people aren't coming out in droves and copying the fiend the the Naomi merchandise like they're copying the fiend masks, which I see all the time. The fiend shirts, which sold out. The fiend headless lantern, which sold out too. Like people are copying the stuff that he's doing, and I think that they want to strike with the irons high, and that's what they see the 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 cost benefit being there for them. They, they can take that loss on creating it because they know someone's going to buy it. There you I have mean, it. That's my thought. No, that's your thought. I respect your thoughts. You're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, though. You're, you're right. I, and I think my position is if, they're, if they want to do that, WWE has all the, the power in the world to next month, next six months, next year, commemorate her three, four year anniversary of winning the title by doing that. They could all, they could absolutely do that. I think if they make a loud enough noise about it, I think WWE will listen, but I think, I don't think that they should be trying to compare what the fiend got to her. Cause that's not mutually exclusive. It's not the same thing at all. Right. All right. It's, it's really not like, I, I think that this collaboration to WWE is something that has, has been ongoing all year of this fiend character, which they sunk and you know this, and we see it. They've sunk a lot of money into this character. Right. And they want to oh, see a return right. on investment. I, you're right. You're right. That's all I'm saying. Like, the, the collaboration, I know that mask ain't cheap. I know that, I know that collaboration wasn't, wasn't cheap. And, and I know it's probably like a Bray thing. The belt is ugly as hell. The belt is ugly. You know Alibi, bro. It yeah. is ugly, man. It's it a is- terrible belt. I, I, don't, I would never have this thing... In my house, I would never pay $6,000 for it. No. Ever. It's an ugly belt. I, I was just trying to position it as, guys, think of it from the other side. Like, people think too much with, like, the emotion, and they go right, and they just start, they start posting, and they start comparing it. It's not the same thing. Right. If it was, you know what they would have something with? If it was Charlotte had a custom belt, and they never did that for Naomi, go in. Go the, go the F in. If it's the fiend who is like on TV and people freaking love them and, and there there's so much money put behind it, you should know it's not the same thing. This should spark you to say, well, if the fiend's gonna get one, I'm not gonna say y'all do this for him, but not for her. I'm gonna say, well, I want this custom belt. I want this custom belt. I want this custom belt. How about right. it just? Why, why can't it just be that? 
I'm off my soapbox. I'm off my soapbox. All right. Let's, let's off the soapbox into Monday nights. All right. So, uh, raw. To, raw, to green territory, to be honest with you. <laughs> Good Lord. I, I, there was a report that came out on Reddit that a site reported that Raw was going to be bad. On Monday, how do you? How do you? What is that? What kind of reporting is that? By the way, sorry for the here in my background, but I looked at the article and I was like, "I would, who would give that? Like, that's not news. <laughs> <laughs> like, none of it's news. Like, why would you say like Raw is going to be terrible this week and run with that as a headline? I'm like, bro, that's not news. There's nothing I'm gaining from that. Raw is usually terrible every week. Either it is or it isn't. Like, you're not the- breaking anything. And then it's also it's also going to end so badly because if it's good, you look like an idiot. And it was actually oh, a yeah. good show. Yeah, it's it's fairly good to be honest with you. I mean, for green parts, yeah, but yeah. really good. It was green. It was pretty green. Uh, it was pretty green. Let's start with uh, Seth Rollins, who I thought they did less is more with Seth and KO this week, and I thought it was very good because it gave shine to other people. The mid card ran Seth, this show. Was Seth Green was Seth Green. Seth was shout out to Mark by the way shout out to Amp as well yeah, yeah uh, 100%. Mark I mean not Mark Seth was green for uh, I don't think Seth was green this week he didn't, he didn't he didn't deserve a green award this week no he didn't what did he do the the little phony apology the uh, the phony. The, the 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 not knowing about the AOP thing, but always just being around when AOP listen, shows up or something. Listen, when you're a leader, there's certain things that you can't explain, but you gotta you gotta direct your teammates to your voice and your words. Listen to the leader here. Follow the leader. You hmm. gotta trust him. We're not trusting Seth Rollins now. Come on, man. Y'all tripping. Y'all listen. the way that y'all have turned on this man. And went crazy on him like that. Hey man, get, I, I'm with the I'm with Seth Hive, man. I'm with the Rollins Hive, man. I'm Listen, with that. That's right up your alley, baby. I'm with uh, that. Hey, y'all, hey, it's a lot of it's a lot of women that like Seth Rollins, bro. <laughs> y'all blocking y'all blessings, not liking Seth Rollins. Like you could literally like like Seth Rollins or just just be like, yo, I, I mess with him. You could get like 10, 15 million followers that are women they love him y'all don't be capitalizing on these opportunities i'm trying to put you up on game no y'all sir. need to just do that <sighs> <laughs> all right okay so uh, seth rollins comes out cuts a promo uh apologizes to, to, to ko i thought uh really really He's solid be on backstage tonight too Yes, uh, the air is in about uh, twenty some minutes. I forgot here. about it last week. I totally sucked. I didn't know that existed. But. It wasn't wasn't worth watching last week. Um, right. So Ko does come out, and AOP uh, they they make their presence known during Ko's match with Bobby Lashley, and uh, during the Bobby Lashley match with Ko. Did you like the way that Raw flowed? Every single segment flowed into one another. Yeah, I kind of liked Raw. I wasn't against Raw last last night. It wasn't. Um, I think by the time we got to the main event, it was kind of like, oh, we're doing this. But like, other than that, I thought Raw flowed pretty well last night, to be honest with you. I have no qualms about it. It was really, it was good. It was good. Everyone got their time. Everyone got their chance. Yes, we're doing a lot of um, enhancement matches, but I think that they're 
pre- they're preparing for a sort of new air about Raw, which is what they should have been doing since the draft started, to be honest yeah. with you. And, I, and I'm glad they're able to do that. And I think of all the shows, Raw has a more general direction than anything that uh, that Raw and NXT have a, have a direction. Yes. SmackDown is just kind of aimless until I think the Rumble. I think they're waiting for the Rumble to turn up. And I, I'm praying that that is what they're saying or, or what they're trying to do. Um, but I, I am intrigued with the Seth Rollins AOP angle because we're waiting for the powder keg to explode, right? Yes. We yeah. want to know when it's going to happen. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned here on the show, TLC is in two weeks and there's no matches announced. I'm thinking that they're going to put Seth and KO in a tag match against AOP. Yeah. I think, I think that's where it, it kind of blows up. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could see that. Um Honestly, I'm not really worried about. <laughs> I'm not worried about TLC. Practically, <laughs> the show's gonna book itself, and it's yeah. never been that great of a show. Sometimes it does. Sometimes we have great moments. Most times we don't. I'm not really worried about TLC. So if they haven't announced any matches, I know there's gonna be a table match. I know there's gonna be a ladder match. It might be a chairs match. Um, and there's gonna be a TLC match. And there's gonna be a TLC match. It kind of writes itself. I understand what they're doing, and WWE has kind of done this. I think they did it with the. They did it with another pay-per-view just recently. Um, but there's nothing to really worry about. Just let it, you know, just let them do their thing. You get your matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of matches, Raw had by far the, the best TV match I've seen this week so far. Bro, uh, the best handicap match I've seen in my life. Ever. I don't know who booked this match or who, who produced it, but they did a stellar job. Uh, we're talking about Charlotte versus the Kabuki Warriors. That This is the rare There was match. no tags, right? No, none, not, there were tags, but a lot of it was done tornado style. So yeah. like after the, I think the five, six minute mark, it was literally like, you wouldn't have noticed it, but there were still tags. I think the last tag that happens in the match that ends the match uh, was was a secret uh, Kyrie tag to Oscar or something like that. Some something had happened where they right. it's, it, they sneak tagged, but uh, the way that they booked it was that they'd both be out, but Charlotte was at a constant disadvantage because she could only, of course, tag the legal person, but the other partner was always on her. Um, and I love that they use Charlotte's size to her advantage. She towers over these women. Yeah. So they, they, you know, Kyrie and Asuka, and I thought Kyrie shined in this match. I thought this is her best showing on the main roster so far, honestly. Oh, easily. Yeah. And she got to pin Charlotte. So that's a double plus. Hey, like, I, as, as much as we said she was aimless at the top of this year, I think just in the last month and a half, they've really come around on them. and they've Well, ever to, since they misted Charlotte Page in the face and got rid of her. Yeah. Like, you got to get rid of the toxicity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> But I, I love there, – there's so many great spots. I, I love the, the attempted uh, double superplex spot where they just kind of reversed it on her. And the story that Charlotte, you know, she couldn't beat Oscar by herself. So why could she beat both of them by herself? She can't. She no. needs help. Yeah. No. It, it, it's not possible. So I'm gl- it was – it's worth going out your way to watch. I think it is the, the most – the best handicap match I've ever seen. And I've watched plenty of, you know, Attitude Era DX beatdowns. But it is the best handicap match I've ever seen and one of the most competitive women matches of the year, to be honest with you. It's it's fantastic. It's worth going back and watching the full thing. Yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Of course, Charlotte does take the loss here. Uh, she falls to the uh, insane elbow, of course. And, uh, hey, I mean, 
I think this is leading to the Becky, Charlotte, uh, Asuka, Kyrie match at TLC. Mm-hmm. I am I'm erect for that. I'm ready for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe not the match we were ready <laughs> <laughs> for. But yes. All uh, right. I, I I just I love these these four together. Um, I think Becky works the best with Charlotte and Oscar, honestly, and mm-hmm. and Sasha. I think those are those are like great. Oscar works well with pretty much everyone. Um, I I love the direction of these women now. I love the the again like the only issue I had with the with the women on Raw was that they didn't feed they only feature these four. Yeah, when they could be featuring a lot more, they have a deeper roster than SmackDown does. You know, and I think they could really showcase that. The live stands are waiting for live. What are we? I don't what do we know. do live? Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, are we? What are we waiting for? <laughs> I think whatever they're doing, it's kind of like they did with the new day, right? Like before we actually saw the new day debut, it took them months of like working it out on the house shows and figuring out how to make it work. And I think that's what kind of they're doing with live. It's like how do we make this work? the best for us same bray wyatt which was essentially like it took him 18 months to get to the roster and now he has all this cool shit um but you know live will get her day sure there was okay there was just an ad that just aired on tnt uh that is the aew ad that says aew crushes nxt aew trounces nxt aew buries nxt well that's not accurate this is going. This is not going to end the way that they think it, it it does. No, that is not accurate at all. Wow. Hold on, I'm watching it right now. Wow. This is insane. They might want to. They might want to take this one back. It has like quotes from uh, Forbes and the rap. Uh, I'm guessing about the ratings stuff. Mm-mm. It's like pull quotes. Huh. Yeah, it's, I mean, not this week. Wow. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, they're trying to get real negative. I don't think they want to play this game. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. All right, back to our shows. Uh, no Becky on Raw again. No Becky. She's backstage, but she's not on Raw. I think it's good. You want to make Becky a... Uh... You want to make Becky a, a thing, right? You want to make her a, a, an attraction. I'm sure over the last number of weeks. I mean, she was at Starcade over the last weekend, so it's not like you didn't see her. Um, but, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, we're currently doing a thing. Um, it's working out because Asuka is being Charlotte. Uh, now Kyrie has pinned Charlotte. Like, so this thing where you're powering up these Kabuki Warriors, you don't necessarily want Becky Lynch to immediately, like, cut them off at the legs really yeah. quickly. You want right. to build that up. And, you know, like you said, we have over a week and a half. We have about a week and a half until uh, until TLC. And I'm sure she'll be back on Raw next week. But she says she still has one debt to collect. One debt to collect. She doesn't say the name, but she says, yeah. I have one debt to collect. And I'm <laughs> intending on collecting it. It's Oscar, Of course. Yeah, it's Asuka. Um, the Raw mid-card, as we mentioned before, it shined on this episode. You have uh, AJ Styles. Uh, Randy Orton, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Rey Mysterio. They carried the, the middle part Don't of the show. Don't forget Umberto. And Umberto, I'm sorry. And Umberto. No dummy um, months this week. But yeah, yeah. I thought it was really I thought it was really cool to have those three guys on one team. I thought it, it made a match a lot more exciting. I mean, I, I think as far as again, 
getting the best high flyers. SmackDown's got Ali, who's one of my favorite guys right now. But mm-hmm. Raw clearly won here in, in the draft. You know, I, yeah, Raw clearly won. I didn't particularly watch a draft, but I mean, sorry, watch this match. But I do agree that they, they won overall just by having a viable mid card. Um, having guys like AJ Styles being able to go down and Randy Orton able to go down. Drew McIntyre able to <clears throat> make some sense of this entire thing and all look like viable contenders for the United States Championship. I mean, this is probably the most competitive that division has been in s- s- centuries, yeah. to be honest with you. Like, it's really, really good. And not only that with the mid-card, I mean, yes, the United States Champion stuff, but the, the mid-card programs of them building up Aleister Black and Aleister Black versus Tony Nese. Um Andrade versus Eric Young. Uh, what else? What They had one more. Um, oh, Drew McIntyre versus Akira Tozawa. Like, first of all, we're getting guys on Raw who've never seen the light of day on Raw in quite some time. But you're also enhancing all these talents, but having these competitive matches as well. And I think that's kind of what, I mean, to me, this is, in terms of for the most of Raw, this is the perfect Raw. Things happen. Great matches that l- are leading to things. Great, a big match that kind of stole the show, and you know more things to come. I mean, it's 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 a perfect raw. Yeah, I I just really wow. enjoyed it. It was <laughs> you no, know, I'm just, no. You said you took the words out of my mouth there. I I just think it was it was a solid show. I, I, I even the Bobby Rusev Lana thing. It's getting them over. I mean, you heard even with KO in the ring or being dragged out of the ring, you heard Rusev day chance for him to come back out and, and save them. And I, I thought that that was, you know, it, it means a lot that the, the crowd is reacting to a lot of the stuff on Raw because for a long time, we watch this show every week. They don't, they don't. They weren't reacting to any of it. No, nah, but look, back to the numbers on that Bobby and Lana thing, YouTube, 2.1 mm-hmm. million views. Right. For this Bobby, it's the number 21 trending thing in the United, you know, in the world right now. It is the most viewed thing on Raw on YouTube. They're going to continue doing it, even though it legitimately was kind of the same thing that they did on Starcade. Um, Nobody watched Starcade. I watched Starcade. I was working on stuff and I had it on in the background. I didn't but, watch it. Um, Rusev uh, comes out the crowd, obviously. He's like, yo, he's been banned from Raw. He's got a, um, what was it, restraining order. Those never work in wrestling. Oh, yeah, it's sad. Um, comes out and beats up Bobby, even though the police protection is there, which was lame protection, by the way. They didn't look like they could hold down a <laughs> a cough. Like what the hell? Um, and then at some point, Bobby Lashley scolds both of the officers. It's like, what kind of protection is this? Lana does as well, and he bumps him. Um, the officer says some weird thing. He says. Um, in the state of Tennessee, we do things a little bit differently, and then proceeds. I said, to- <laughs> I said "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then proceeds to arrest Bobby Lashley <laughs> for doing nothing. I mean, not doing nothing. He bumped him, but the man clearly puts him under arrest. And I'm like, "Whoa, what is going on here?" And then Lana, they needed to, they needed to have someone uh, black in that room when they wrote that line. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I think. I want to say that that was meant to be. Do you feel like it was more of a tone deaf or do you feel like it was clearly like something where it's just like because that line seems so deliberate. Uh, 
it comes off as tone deaf, but I'm sure they meant it or like Paul or whoever wrote that. that it's like tongue in cheek or something. Yeah. Right? Like, like they were trying to make fun of Tennessee. Yeah. That's what I think. Like, like on some, some deliverance type shit. <laughs> Cause I was like, huh, that was, that's the only line that he had. <laughs> and wow. Very green of them. Raw was very green. I was like, whoa, raw is green. <laughs> Uh, yo, that was crazy. But yes, I mean, all of this is leading up somewhere. Hopefully, I mean, um, I think it. I think it goes to, to TLC and Royal Rumble, and then we'll be done with it. I hope so. I mean, yeah, I kind of want to be done with it now. But it's it's moving so fun. I don't yeah. know what. I, where does this end? Maybe this goes on forever. Lana Maybe. leaves. Lana leaves town. She needs to go to SmackDown. Lana, how do you feel like? Hold on. How do you feel like Lana is doing? Ter- terrible with the promos. Let me just let me just tell you, <laughs> whatever she said to KO this week, I need her to go back and like re-listen to that a hundred times. She wasn't ready. <laughs> she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for him to talk back as much as he did. I think, and you know, I think. I mean, yes, the KO thing was bad. I think the stuff afterwards, in terms of like you guys are booing me right now, and I particularly, I think that's how you get like real heel heat because she sounds like a whiny, you know, very you know, Caucasian esque. Uh, I I I like the Machka baby line. That was hilarious to me. <laughs> Bad boy of R and B Rusev, I dig it. <laughs> Uh, one more thing before we, before we end off on roll. Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy feud. It's nice to see a few get built naturally in the mid card like that. I, th- I think it's really cool and, and different, and we haven't seen this in quite a while. I agree. I'm looking forward to the match at TLC. Hopefully, it will not be on a kickoff show. I don't think so. The way that they're building this, I think they're going to give it time. I I am all ready for this match, and in the way they build up Alistair, they're I. Knock on wood, I don't think that they would put him on the kickoff show. I think they'd have him open the show, but probably not kickoff show. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that 100%. And uh, I think that if you don't have anything else, Mills, that was the week in wrestling. Yeah, I got nothing else. Um, what I'd probably say is I was busy working on a lot of the RNC Radio Live stuff early in the week. Um, oh, excellent. And also, oh, my God. Our year-end show. Oh, yeah. We got to oh figure God. that out. Holy shit. Because the um, year is almost ending. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> uh, I think we'll have information on that next week. Because I'm looking at the calendar and Christmas is, is imminent. And usually our year-end shows are two episodes, right? So yes. um, I think our cutoff is usually right after the last pay-per-view. So our cutoff for year-end where we just start doing... Actually, no. I think... If we're going to do year-end, it should be after TLC, and I think the first year-end episode should be on the 18th. Because we, we have to do a prediction show. Next I'm week. 100%. I'm 100% fine with that. Okay. So, we'll... Uh, we have to actually brainstorm this. We've been so... <laughs> we've been trying to do other stuff. It is what it is. We've done this for years. Um, yeah, so they'll like, get what they get, and they'll love it. <laughs> that's what Vince says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, as always, you can follow us at RNC Radio Live. We have some banging, banging year in playlists. Uh, thank you to everyone in RNC, as well as Mills on the design and Mark on the uh, editing and producing of the wonderful videos that we've been tweeting out all week uh, about our year in uh, playlist on RNC Radio and the RNB and RNC. Check those out. They're very, very good. They will get you through the rest of this year. Also, a new episode of Spot Callers with myself and Cyrus dropped this week where we review IWA. 
Something to Prove 2005 featuring Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe. Um, I'm pretty sure that's Mills' favorite match. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. We will also have a brand new episode of the War Report a week from a from a a holiday week off. I'll have them explain uh, what happened last week to last week's episode, but that will be dropping, I believe, either Thursday or Friday of this week as well. Uh, we also had a new episode of RSBN, new episode of the Lookout, new season of the Lookout has started. Uh, Meals, how how do you feel about that? Um, it's pretty good. We're going over Saint Saga. I'm having a great time. Um, if you like us talking about classic Dragon Ball Z, which is the first arc with Vegeta and Raditz and all Nappa and all the other cool people, please check it out. And um, shoot, what else do we got going down the pipeline? Um, you can listen to Justin's episode of Chatting and Nelson, Chatting oh, with Nelson yeah. in full. So you can listen to that. That dropped last week. He'll have a new episode next week. Um, what else? Did you did you hear it? Did you hear it yet? I did hear it. Said a lot of nice things. Said a lot of things. We talked about you too much. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. But I appreciate it. You know how I loved it. Um, <laughs> but, yes. I mean, but yes, please listen to all the content and be ready for the you know our year-end content coming up pretty soon. Um should be a doozy. This year was a very interesting year, especially capping off the decade. And I think it might be one of the biggest years that WWE has had this decade. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so. Uh, we will we will reconvene here next week. Same time, same place on the A-Show. Uh, and as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs>